Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Onward and Upward podcast. We're glad that you are here to join us. This is our second episode now here at Yak, Montana, at the Moore Cabin. Uh, I should say like the Moore Complex or something like that, right? It's pretty pretty awesome up here. Well, in true Western Montana style, it could be the Moore Compound. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> compound. Oh, I like that better. Yeah. The Moore Compound. Um, yeah, so I'm an Upward Podcast. Again, our hope is to help everyone, including ourselves, to be focused on moving onward in our daily walk and upward in our relationship with Christ. Um, not an easy thing to do on a daily basis, right? But that's really what we hope to bring is, is a, a message of hope and love and grace that only God can give of how we can continually move onward in our daily walk and upward in our relationship with Christ. Uh, we use Philippians uh, 3, 12 through 16 as a backbone scripture for where that message comes from. And you can look that up and read that. Uh, this is episode 8 of season 2 titled, Sharing is Caring. And before we go any further, if you'd like this video or podcast uh, audio, as well as share it, follow, um, do everything. Smash the like button, follow, share. Um, we want to get this message out to anyone and everyone. And so, yeah, sharing is caring. Um, but as always, we like to start with a, with a high note, uh, some, something funny or, or a unique story or something like that. So I'll pass that over to Ben and or Dave, and you guys can share maybe something that's been going on uh, since we've gotten here. Yeah, so yesterday we went up to... Um Mount Henry Lake and had a good good uh, hike up in there a little bit longer than we were expecting and so overshot I heard you overshot a little bit yeah and then we you know on the way there we didn't exactly get the right road so God took us on an adventure and we ended up meeting a guy that was working on road maintenance and had a really good conversation with him and so it our was, dream job yeah yeah Dave goes by him that that, that that's that's my dream job <laughs> and he was brush hogging the roads yeah. um, all by himself up in the mountains. Like he talked about the different animals he sees and yeah. um, solitary. Um, and actually we pulled up by him. He was greasing his unit and um, he didn't see us. And we scared him out of a bit of his life there. <laughs> yeah. He's he down to life now. He did jump and then he grabbed his chest and, but he was very friendly afterwards. So. Yeah. Yeah. Had a good talk with him. And uh, so, you know, if we wouldn't have taken that road, wouldn't have been able to, you know, touch base with him and uh and who knows what god has in store for uh for him and uh, maybe for our interaction with him in the future um right. so um but uh one of the things i was thinking about that's maybe not so funny but in interesting is so we went up to this lake it's a beautiful lake sitting there and uh trying to do some fishing and, and they were being a little bit uh, picky let's just say it that way they didn't want to eat what we were offering for a while but i uh, finally caught a few but the whole time the we're up there, picky, the, yeah, guys. well, yeah, exactly. The, the fish were picky, yeah. But uh, there's tons of flies up there and they weren't, I mean, they were loud, but they weren't biting you. But what we figured out is they were, they were lacking salt and we had sweated all the way up there. <laughs> so they were all over my pack. They were, I'd been sweating on my pack and. We're talking big best. flies yeah, too. Big, big flies. Uh, like a horse fly. Mm -hmm. And then there were those, uh, I don't think they're bees, but they kind of look like a bee. Yeah just swarming on us right i finally got you let them they'd just land on that shirt i was wearing and hang out with me so they the topic the topic of the podcast is sharing is caring and so we shared our sweat and our salt with those that were in need at uh, what probably six thousand seven thousand feet yep <laughs> so they needed some salt we were able to uh provide that need so well 
That's a bit of a stretch, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. Um, I guess my favorite funny thing, and don't take offense. No. Uh, a couple days ago, we decided to go kayaking, and, and Harry's kayaked before, but he's got a big, nice river kayak. Very stable. Like, I have one of those, too. And and he first time you'd been in one of those little tiny river kayaks, and then he might have been maybe just stretching the weight limit on it just a little. I don't know if they're good for... I know they're good for adults. I don't remember there being a weight limit on it. Anyway, we just shoving off, and it was kind of neat. There was a, a lady there with a couple kids, and we were giving him pointers. He said, okay, yeah, I got it. Let's go. And then we didn't make... We didn't get anywhere, and uh, 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 over he goes. And I mean, he made me laugh, and Ben laugh, and those kids were laughing, and that lady was grinning. And yeah. <laughs> I think I had the mom bent over. Yeah, yeah. She, was, she was laughing so hard. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, that was funny. That was funny. And then he never tipped over. That's again. That's right. That was my only capsize. So, well, you're you're missing a part of it though. <laughs> Deliberately. Yeah, hey. uh, it's. I was I was going, and then your stinking big old blue pontoon raft was <laughs> in my way, and I didn't feel like running the point of it into your pontoon, so I went to try to slow down and turn, and I definitely overcorrected my uh, my center of gravity, <laughs> and we went over. Right, and then it's pretty a wobble, spectacular. Wobble, wobble, yeah. right, you, you, and it had to be in the deep spot too, so I couldn't touch. You couldn't <laughs> so then, touch right there. Huh? No, no oh, I so know. I had to. I had to swim it over to the bank. It was fine, right? Yeah. It was a. It was refreshing. That cold water hung on for like another forty-five minutes on my clothes. It felt great. I wasn't hot for a long time. Right. So you brought joy to me. Well, thanks, so, man. Especially that the little boy. He really thought it was funny. I, I didn't notice those though. I was kind of embarrassed for you, but the lady. Oh there. no, I don't care. <laughs> but I guess she was laughing too. So oh yeah. You brought joy to. A few people. A few people. Well, I do what Good I can. Job. What's your nickname for me again? Um, high Gear Harry. High Gear Harry. Well, we went high gear and <laughs> overcorrected. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, it was well, great. Yeah, a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and it wasn't last night, but the night before, we went up on top of uh, Mount, was it? Uh, Hensley. Henley. Hensley Lookout. Hensley, that's it. right. And I got to do some stargazing at 12 o'clock at night. Saw the International Space Station go over. We saw the the train of, of satellites. There were like four or five in a row. Um, saw some shooting stars. I was, I, yeah, you guys, you and you and Paul, Ben, were, uh, you were glass in the sky catching everything. I felt like the dunce sitting over there. Oh, look at that one moving. Where? Well, I, I know. I'm just, I'm the so, worst at trying to find what so someone else is looking at. Yeah, the key here is, is you just got to be the one that notices it that's first. Right. And exactly. then you just tell everybody else where to look. And then guess what? Nobody can find it either. Well, so. right. So that's, that's what started happening. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. felt a little better about myself that it wasn't an invalid. You know, I couldn't, I was able to actually see something move. Man, I felt so dumb. It's just, I couldn't see anything move. It's like, oh my goodness, where, what? You guys are seeing all these things move, and it looks like Where? a still sky to me. Where? Finally, so, I saw stuff move, and I felt like part of the gang again. <laughs> and I think it was maybe the day before. I can't. Maybe we were up at uh, at Hawkins Lake, and you were talking about wanting to be up high and looking at. I don't remember when the yeah. conversation happened, but uh, that's been on my um, uh, going up on top Hensley and stargazing. That, that's something I wanted to do up here since we've been coming here, and. Um, very seldom, not very seldom, very seldom have I been here when it's been as clear as it's been this week. Mm. Right? It, 
spring the sky and fall, is very, clear. very there's a lot of moisture here, a lot of rain, a lot of fog, a lot of drizzle. Mm -hmm. So you might have all the intentions of getting up there, but you get here and you spend a week and it's cloudy most of the time. And so what wouldn't have been the same mm -hmm. if it had been cloudy. But yeah, I've been hoping for a dark sky night to get up there and we we hit it. I was, you know, once we stayed late enough at 11.30, there was still a, a glow in the western sky. I was like, what? I captured that on my phone. I thought that was just gorgeous. This bluish, orange, reddish haze on the horizon. Just unreal. And I was so excited. My, my camera on the phone was able to actually capture it. And but I it mean, was it's fun. like what a puzzle is made of. You know, you see a puzzle and you see that horizon. You're like, wow, who caught that picture? That's gorgeous. That's what I have. I'm going to turn my picture into a puzzle. <laughs> First thought I. It'd had. be hard to put together. I can tell you that. But yeah. um, super, a lot of black. Yeah. <laughs> but what was, what was fun about that is you took that photo probably about the time we got out there. I mean, it didn't yeah. take you long to take that photo, yep. and then uh, you know we were up there probably for what forty five minutes maybe. Yeah. Well, it was close to. And an it's hour. amazing mm -hmm. how many more stars showed up in forty five minutes of uh, light going away, and totally. uh, and it never did get really pitch dark. And uh, no. well, we got so, to see the Milky Way. That was cool. Yep. It just kind of appeared. Yep. Yeah. You just you can you can start to pick some things out when that that ambient light, yeah, drops off and and uh, and here you're revealing what's yep. uh, what's actually been shining the whole time. You just couldn't see it. So. Oh, it's gorgeous! Yeah. Unbelievably amazing. Got to see Mars as well. Lenny pointed out Mars mm -hmm. Mars to me, which was uh just yeah, unreal gorgeous. So many more stories that we could be sharing about our time up here so far, but. Uh, it's been an awesome time. We're on our last full day of the men's retreat um, here in Yak, Montana. I know. I'm, I, I'm not trying to bum you out just yet. Um, and so we thought it fitting to have Dave Moore here. He's our guest. So I'm Harry Ozarek. That's Ben Larson over there. And then this is David Moore. Um, Dave and Terry own this gorgeous property here in Yak, Montana and uh, have... Um, been so gracious opening it up to us and so we thought it fitting for this episode sharing is caring to have you on here seeing as how you have shared this this uh, gorgeous piece of land with us this week well, thank you you're welcome uh, yeah I like sharing um, Terry and I were blessed with being um, making good money when the oil boom really went crazy um, God blessed us just by being in where we were when that happened when they found all that oil and I don't know savings accounts weren't doing much and my dad always says land and property they're not making any more of it and this became um, I knew a guy that was selling this place and uh, we managed to get it um, didn't quite get it all paid for got it about half paid for and then uh, before the oil boom died and uh, I started praying to God to, um, Lord, help me find a way to pay for this place. And mm. if, uh, if I, I'd like to keep it, I didn't want to covet it. You know, I didn't want to, uh, you know, I didn't want it to be an unhealthy desire for this place. But um, you want to hold it loosely. Yes, yes, Lord willing. Um, I'd pray. I'd pray that you know, help me find a way, and uh, and uh, and Lord, I'll I'll try to use it to bless you and yours. And uh, so for several years, we've offered it up. Um, to if anybody that we knew, honestly, um, at church or friends of ours or family to come up here and and just see what's see what it's about and and hopefully be blessed by that and um, yeah and we started doing Airbnb two years ago and it was random you know a few hits a few you know 
uh, people coming uh, now and then, and uh, which every little bit helps. And uh, but boy, then I don't, don't blame me for COVID. But the COVID came and hit, and uh, our the Airbnb aspect of the place just um, filled up uh, mm. last year. The um, it was booked up half the year, maybe, or a third of the year. Well, there's got to be a silver lining to COVID somewhere, right? There, I've heard was. more and more different stories of how people persevered or COVID actually brought something that they hadn't seen before or something yeah. like that. So We're over here in the very western edge of Mon Montana, northwestern corner, actually, and then close to Idaho and Washington. Mm -hmm. A lot more people over there, and they all wanted to get out into this type of setting. Um so, and that's kind of what happened. Uh, more and more people want to come up here or get away from the city, and mm -hmm. I believe. And um, yeah, it just kind of took off uh, that way. So that's a good thing. It's helping to cover the expenses of the place. And it's been, that's helped Terry and I. The downfall is if I, I can't come here on a whim yeah. <laughs> anymore. 12 hour drive. Yeah. It's a 12 hour tour. You, uh, yeah, you. You gotta want to come here. Sorry, I mean, a little Gilligan's Island yeah. there for you. Mm. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a haul out here, and it's two days basically to come out and go back. It's a two days trip, one out, one back, and um, but man, how gorgeous this this place is! I just over and over. I wake up this morning coming out to set up the camera for our podcast right now, and still just looking around, going, "My gracious, we get to be here." It's just amazing what God can do and what he has done. And, um, yeah, this phrase sharing is caring, right? I've, I've heard it. I don't know if you guys heard that growing up a ton. Um, but what does that even mean? Sharing is caring. Like I, I get the premise that you can show that you care for people or you care about people by sharing what you have. Right. Um, but I think often it, it becomes kind of a, almost a, a shallow thing. Like, uh, um, well, I should, I should care about people, so I guess I'll share a little bit, rather than this genuine, I really want to care for people. Does that make any sense? Um, I think a lot of times it becomes this, I should, or, I, or I, I have to, and so then I'll do, rather than this genuine of, I want to, right? Something I've always appreciated about you, Dave, is, is you have a genuine uh, likeness about you of wanting to share, not like feeling the need or have to share, um, but wanting to share. You catch something? Would you see? Gopher. Oh, gophers. That's one thing we aren't sharing. Is, Very, uh, yeah, that's what I don't like food sharing with my gophers. place with the gophers. <laughs> the doggone gophers dig under my house or under the slab. Yep. Look at that rascal out there. He never He's showed his you. head. I see him now. He's taunting He's just you. itching for a 22 brown. But, oh well, we're busy. <laughs> it's your lucky day, Gopher. It's your lucky day. Sorry. So instead of having a coffee mug in his hand, we needed to do this podcast with a with 17 a HMR. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Could have got that on camera. Don't mind me. There you go. But it's a never-ending battle. Uh, I don't know. You'll share. You'll share some poison with the Gophers, but you're not right. going to share your food. Yeah. Can understand that. So this back to this idea of sharing, right? Sharing is caring. Um, I mean. I, when we when we first talked about this idea, you know, a bunch of different examples went through my head in the Bible of, of this um, action of sharing. Um, one of them being the the woman that shared her oil, um, Elisha, 
It's in First uh, Kings seventeen nine through fourteen, and and um, Elisha is being told um, to go to the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon um, because a widow has been instructed to feed him. So, so he went to Zarephath, he arrived at the gates, he saw a widow gathering sticks, and he asked her, would you please bring me a little water in a cup? As she was going to get it, he called to her, bring me a bite of bread too. But she said, oh, lost my spot, there you go. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal, and then my son and I will die. Right? She's in dire straits. And what I love is her candor, right? Like, (laughs) this is a stranger who asked for food, who asked for water. She went to go get the water. When Elisha says, oh, by the way, bring me a bite to eat, she spills all this. I mean, clearly she's stricken, like she's not having a good day. Um, But Elisha said to her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So just backstory context, right? They're in a massive famine, um, just massive, massive famine, huge drought. There's hardly any food for anyone anywhere. Um, And so this is an insane thing and an insane promise from the Lord. And the woman has faith, she said. So she did as Elisha said, and she and Elisha and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elisha. Right? But that came from her, from her faithfulness to do what God had called her to do, which was to share. Right, I think that, that, that I think I know that 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 mandate is on all of us Christians is to to be giving, to share, and not just money, but of our time, of our talents, um, of our knowledge, and of our understanding, of our experience, right, of our faith, most of all, right, to never hold these things tight, um, so that no one else can get to them, but to lay them, to offer them up with an open hand. And this woman had nothing but just a little bit. And was prepared to die knowing the reality is, this is our last meal. I have nothing left. And instead of saying, no, what? No. Are you kidding? We already already have barely anything. I'm going to do, I'm, <laughs> I got enough for us. You deal with your own problems. Instead, she makes him some bread. Yeah, she was obedient to share out of her poverty. Yep. What she had left. Um, and obviously, um, she made a priority of, of honoring God and being obedient to, uh, the word of the prophet first. And, uh, obviously it was a good result. God was, um, came in and functioned as the great provider that he is and, yeah. uh, supplied all of our needs. And how much more important is it for us mm. to share out of our abundance? Uh, exactly. you know, a lot of times life is about perspective and, we in, in the United States and uh, 
sometimes we, we get to looking at each other and thinking we, we don't have it very well. But yeah. we live like kings in the context of the world, the world in general, large, and yeah. uh, obviously uh, going back in time. And so we are truly uh, some of the very few that live in abundance. And mm-hmm. to the extent that we can be stewarding that resource yeah. uh, in a way that's that's a loving towards others, and that's what it really yeah. is. We, we want to be loving um, in whatever way we can, that might yeah. be with our time, that might be with our, our knowledge and our skill, that might be with our, our money, that obviously might be with uh, any other kind of resource we have. Yeah. Obviously, Dave is, is uh, providing this resource of his awesome cabin location mm-hmm. here in Yak uh, for, for us men to get together and pursue Jesus and, and yeah. uh, our relationship with him, but also uh, to gain in our relationship here and to, to think about how we can do better in, as uh, husbands and fathers and members of, of the church and members of the community. I mean, it's uh, we've been trying to, to do the iron sharpens iron uh, activity this whole week. Definitely. And uh, that's part of Dave loving us is, is doing that. And, uh, mm. and, you know, he's given up some financial benefit of this whole week. He could be renting this out for Airbnb yeah. and he's not doing that. So, um, that's a very, very simple use of an abundant, re, you know, yeah. abundant, out of abundance. Dave has been very, very good to, to give. And uh, I know it extends way beyond this property. Uh, Dave lives a, a lifestyle of looking for um, ways to meet the needs of others. And uh, yep. I don't know if you want to talk at all about how you well, came really about quick, for that. To your point, yeah. um, just a thought that came up as you're talking too is how often um, sharing really... Um, brings to light what you're depending on, right? If we, if we are reluctant to share or to give like this woman wasn't right. It really shows what you're dependent on. Are you dependent on Christ? Right. I can think of different things in my own life at different times or Tisha and I as well, where, um, we're dependent on him. And because we are, we gave maybe more than, than we thought, you know, conventional wisdom says you should, um, or how often we, we just skim off the top and be like, all right, God, that's yours. Right. And that's a lot of times it's just skim off, skim off, skim off. Now, God doesn't want you to necessarily be unwise and live in poverty or anything like that. You, you do what God called you to do, but how often do we give only so that we're not really needing to be dependent on him? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We give, we give, but we have enough that you know, we really don't need Jesus right now. Um, we're, we're, I'm self-sufficient. Or do I give so that I am dependent on Sacrificially. Him? Yeah. And that's, that's what I see this woman doing. She gave depending on the promise of God. Not depending on the drought ending or famine ending. Not, not even dependent on Elisha. But dependent on the promise that God gave. Do I give or better yet, what is my motivation of giving? And to me, this, this biblical idea of sharing pushes me toward my motivation needs to be dependent on Jesus. That's why I give because I love him. It's already his. It's not mine anyways. And I give in a way that I'm dependent on him to provide, not dependent on myself to provide. And there's just something that do I give in lieu of dependence on Jesus or in lieu of dependence on me. Right. Um, I like uh, this verse kind of. Good old speaks, Hebrews. Speaks to what we're talking about today. 
Hebrews 13, uh, 16, and NLT. You could spend months, years in Hebrews. Right. Oh, man. Uh, 13, 16 says, and, do, and don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices, sacrifices, like, that please God. Um, mm. Like you're just saying, if you're, you're just, you know, um, giving a little, uh, I mean, that's good too. All giving is good, but... Um, it, God wants to, it's a way I believe for God to bless you is if you give to the point it hurts to whether, you know, like now, uh, I can't come here whenever I want because there's people here a lot more, um, mm-hmm. but giving to, yeah, giving to the point that you, you're sacrificing to yourself a little, dying to yourself mm-hmm. a little, and then that's a chance for God to show himself to you and, and say, and like the woman to fill the jars to, to, to provide. Well, it brought her close. Her yeah. act of sacrifice, dependent on Jesus, brought her closer to Jesus. Right. But she didn't do it the motivation necessarily to get closer. Um, she did it with the motivation of <laughs> this is my only hope at the time. Right. It's just this little mustard seed of faith that while wow, you say you're going to provide them, my jars are never going to run dry. I got, you know, yeah. And she did. She gave everything rather than holding tight and trying to ration out whatever little bit she had. She gave it all to him. And in, in, in the end, that brought her closer, closer to Christ. When Jesus really modeled that servant leadership, looking to meet needs, um, continuing to minister and, and, provide healing and, mm. and uh, restoration to people, even when he was tired and he really wanted to go up on the mountain and, and rest, he saw the need and he was had compassion yeah. for those around him and, and he, uh, he continued, to, continued to pour out. And mm. I believe that was sacrificially out of his, uh, you know, and, and someone says, you know, he was man just like you and me in, in the sense that he only had so much physical strength. And, and yeah. when that ran out, he had to, he had to rely on God's strength. He had to rely on God. Um, in order to do that. So, um, we have just an awesome hummingbird come over and say well, hi. I was going to say, awesome. just nature is just all around yeah, us. I love it. But uh, the, the the passage of scripture that came to my mind in relation to this um, is in, uh, in Acts chapter 2. Mm. And I'll just start at verse 44. And it said, uh, All the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods. They gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together and with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Mm. So we're called to be known as loving one another. That was That's the essence of, of uh, our Christian walk as a body of Christ, is yeah. to be exempt. Being a good example of what it's like to uh, live in community and yeah. live as brothers and sisters and love one another. And... Uh, in doing that, who's going to find fault in that? If you're if you're a non-believer, you're going to be attracted to that that, that behavior, yep. and uh, people will notice. And, and Dave, I've, I've heard you say it a lot of times. People are watching; they pay attention. Mm-hmm. Right? We're all leaders. Everyone, every single one of us, are leaders to somebody, based on what we do. They watch and then are impacted by our actions. So true. So true. A lot of times, I know I have lost sight of that you know 
um, that people are watching and um, what you your actions I'm a big believer in that and not that words aren't can't be cut like a knife but <clears throat> our actions in so many ways speak louder than words mm -hmm. and, um, especially if you're consistent in your actions it's not it's not just oh everybody's watching so I'm gonna do this and um, to gain it you know you know what I'm trying yep. to say that yeah to, to be real about it you know consistent when nobody's looking to do the right thing and I've always enjoyed uh, helping others I have come to realize I think that's uh, one of us, my spiritual gift is because uh, I mean I'm able to speak right now but uh, if you all were standing out there watching me I'd be probably tripping over my tongue <laughs> but so uh, to be to preach and or something like that to that effect I just that's not my calling um, but uh, I find great joy in in helping people um, whether it's little things or mm. bigger things I know uh, growing up like I see it with your boys that their sharing is tough for a little kid you know it sure is you got one packet of fruit snacks and it's an odd number in there and who gets that last one uncle dave mm -hmm. you know? but, that's right but as a child I, you know i was taught that you got to share you got to share and you yep. don't like it then yep. but as you grow at some point um in my adult life i um before i was even as faithful or as active with the in the in the church for the lord um i still tried to share and um help people mm. and uh you know they it's a way of uh you know a lot, men a lot of times aren't very comfortable saying i love you i've gotten yeah. a lot better at that in these last last years but early on when you're a macho young man mm. you don't tell people you love them but you know i could did it by you know helping trying yeah. to yeah. trying to it was a it was a way i tried to express love and, yeah and caring show that you care and and then in a way, it, it, it's like, a, it, it, like you, know, you just read, that's a great example. Mm. After just going through the acts in the men's study, I'm disappointed I didn't remember that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you, people see that and are drawn to that. Yeah. And it's a way to, to glorify God, yep. to win people over to the, for the Lord. Yeah, 100%. One of the greatest ways that you can speak love to somebody and Christ's love at that is sacrificially serving somebody sharing sharing your time your gifts your talents your money um, your things possessions sacrificially and that's what as you're talking what comes into my head too is um, if I give for personal gain is it really giving exactly it's not isn't it more taking at that point if I'm sharing for personal gain am I really sharing am I really giving or am I giving an adultered, uh, you know, depiction of what Christ wants me to do? Yeah, I think we can all think of ways that we can give in, in a way that's going to come back and help us personally. Um, well, it's such an easy temptation. It, it ends up manipulating yeah. people and, and, and things like that. But know? if if you become known as somebody that that is uh, is willing to do that, you know, we're we as humans are, are very intuitive about motivation. Mm. Yeah, sometimes it gets us in trouble because we think we know what somebody's motivation is and we don't, yeah. right? So uh, we got to be careful about that. Um, but it doesn't take long for anybody, including obviously a non-believer, um, 
to pick up on the the lack of genuineness in your yeah. in your willingness to give because pretty soon they they'll see you giving here and here and here and it's obvious to everybody that you're going to eventually benefit but you're not giving here and here or they when start sensing asked. that there's supposed to be a quid pro quo right you know yep they yep. start sensing this unease like okay you, you I was in the interpretation you were just giving that. And mm-hmm. Now it feels like I'm obligated to do something bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, is it genuinely sharing giving when there's a an obligation on the other end of the stick, other well, end of the line? Right. Or if you're out, like, if you're like the Pharisees, you know, hey, yeah, look at me, I'm giving. Yeah. Oh, man, you're going right into my next passage. Keep on uh, going. hard for me to... Harry knows this, and there's been times I try to help. Terry and I have helped in lots of different ways with the youth, with the church in general. And it's like, uh, uh, I don't, it's it's uh, embarrassing for me when you thank me in front of the whole congregation. Mm. Right? I, and I don't know if that's just God put that in me, like uh, that just, that script, the scripture yeah. about the Pharisees, uh, don't don't give like like so the stand on the corner what look at me right? and that just yeah. you know, what's it say you know the, the and we're looking at the, mark 12 here jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched as a crowd dropped in their money many rich people put in large amounts then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contributions, for they gave a tiny part of their surplus. But she, poor as she is, has given everything she had to live on. Right. Now, again, balance is important. You know, God doesn't call every single one of us to go and live in absolute poverty and be unwise with money and not be able to provide for our families and things like that. So that's not what we're saying. But this idea of if God puts it on your heart to give in this specific way, to do that for the motivation of, okay, God, what are you giving back? Not that, but to go, he's called me to do it. I love my father in heaven. I'm going to go do what he's called me to do. And this woman, that's what she's doing. She's being faithful to what God has called her to do. And because of that, God sees her and, and, and blesses her. Like just almost, almost brings like glory to like what that sacrificial act yes. was. Holiness, righteousness, right? And it's just such an amazing, to me, humbling picture of her motivation was so pure. Right. So pure. And it doesn't, I don't think it says she dropped in either. See, so the crowds dropped in their money, right? They wanted to make a sound, right? They didn't want it to be quiet and silent. Um, It does say she dropped in two small coins, but two small coins make way less, way less noise than a big, right? And it's just this idea of she, she came so humbly, so gently and gave faithfully without the motivation of personal gain, but the motivation of being faithful to her savior. Yeah. And Jesus was obviously pointing out the the heart issue yep. of what was going on, uh, not only hers, but others that were there. And, uh, you know, God measures our um, devotion to him differently than, than man does. Right. Yep. Yep. So he has a different metrics and uh, a metric to do that. And, and he knows the heart. He knows the heart. So that's, that's I was just about metric. to say that too. The heart, man, it always comes back to the heart. 
somehow, in some way, everything just comes back to the heart. Now, there is a principle, though, in that, in what she's doing there is that mm. she's obviously trusting God to take care of her. Um, but the other thing is that just because maybe God's not asking us to give 100% of our, our accumulated wealth and resources and whatever in one fell swoop to a, a, an offering plate in a temple or a, a church doesn't mean that we don't, con- we need to be considering that everything that we are asked to steward is a gift from him anyways. Yeah, we mean, yep. need to be dedicating that back to him. Oh, so giving, just giving, you, that, giving things to your children or your wife—that's sacrificially giving too, right? It's not. But I would say that's even, something God's called you to do as well. Yeah, even not even. So you got to think of it's not just the giving away, mm-hmm. but it's also the keeping and utilizing for His kingdom. Correct. Right. Yep. So uh, we've really enjoyed uh, Dave's two motorcycles. Which I don't know. You've had that for five, six years, seven years, whatever. They're just about as perfect a motorcycle as you can get for this area. It's just Mm -hmm. awesome, and yet Dave willingly shares that. I mean, we all are. Oh, we could easily wreck them in two seconds. Yeah, hundred percent. We could totally total them in two seconds if we if we weren't being smart. Right, and Mm -hmm. and, but Dave is willing to just let us jump on there and without care and have a a well, maybe he cares, but it doesn't show. Yeah, (laughs) but. In some ways, you know, there, there's just so much of our life and uh, not just our material and, and monetary possessions, mm-hmm. but our time. Uh, time is the one thing that you cannot get back. It's uh, that last minute, the Wednesday way is gone forever. So yeah. utilizing that resource um, in a way that is honoring and glorifying to God yeah. is the, the big challenge of this whole concept of sharing and caring. Yeah. We, and share and every sing- we share every single day numerous different things. And just like you said, not just giving away things, but utilizing them for the kingdom of God. And that's where I'm saying balance, right? This, this idea, we've pulled out some stories of people giving everything they mm-hmm. had, because to me, that's just mind boggling. Um, God called them to do and they did faithfully. Um, but what does that look like in my own context? Um, that means sometimes instead of going to do what I want to do, getting on the floor and wrestling with the boys or, or, um, you know, drawing a picture completely outside the lines and not correcting them. You you know what I'm saying? Like it's sharing looks so different for so many people in so many different ways. You can't just say, well, this is sharing really. It's where's your heart, the posture before your Lord and savior. And are you seeking to serve him and share what he's giving you? with the people around you, not only, like you say, giving away, but also utilizing for the, for the glorification of God, really mm-hmm. to the glory of him. Um, but man, it, it can be hard. It's not easy because quite often he's going to call you to do something that you're not ready to do or want to do. You know, uh, the story of us coming out here to Montana is, is a huge piece of that. Exactly. Um, yet we wanted to be faithful to, to that calling. And now we're, we're wrapping up just about six years now in August and couldn't have imagined a better six years of our life. Uh, we have, we've had four, fifth on the way, we'll have had all five kids mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. in just over six years. And just uh, the blessings of, of what God has done. Um, the highs and the lows. We've had plenty of lows since being here too. And I don't count that against. I count that for as all the things that we've learned and gained and, and grown because of. Whether it was Joseph's and his, um, you know, preemie birth mm-hmm. and everything else. Whether it was our miscarriage back in December and, and things before that. 
all taught us and brought us closer to Christ as we sought, not perfectly, but sought to be faithful through all that and share everything that he's given us with those around us and give it back to him. Ultimately, it's not mine. It never is. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing that that shaped or changed my thinking on giving or sharing is this was never mine to begin with. Mm Mm-hmm. It wasn't yours. It right. wasn't yours. No. Originally, it was his. Everything that I have is his. My expectation has to change, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, that really shaped a lot of my, my thought process on giving, sharing. Um, even my time isn't really mine. Mm-hmm. It's his. He, out of his love and graciousness, allows us to choose what to do with that time. But ultimately, it's his. He gave it to us. It was his originally to be given. Um, so somewhat in relation to that, you know, one of the things that, that can help us in our perspective of how to be better at sharing and, and mm. giving is some of the, the hard times that we've gone through and challenging times we've gone through individually. Yeah. So we, we, we are sensitive then when we see others that maybe are, are, Mm -hmm. are facing similar situations. And Dave was telling me a story uh, earlier this week about uh, you guys coming out here. And I'd I'd like him to to share a little bit about your, your and Terry's time in, in, uh, in Hawaii and how that's impacted, how you viewed Harry and Tesha's time in Sydney. Yeah. um, That's neat. You mentioned that (laughs) Um, when I was first married, uh, probably much to my, in-laws chagrin mm-hmm. um i had a friend that i had worked with on drilling rigs that he up and somebody he knew got him a job on a big island of hawaii being a, a mechanic at a small tour company with really neat old uh 60s era uh land rovers british land rovers and uh when paul announced to us in i was living in glendive at the time with just got married with terry and uh, we said you're going to Hawaii, you're selling all your stuff, you're nuts, you know, and lo and behold, literally about six months later, I, I'm I, honest, honest with the Lord as my witness, I was watching Magnum PI, <laughs> no kidding, and the phone rings, and this guy, I said, hello, David, do you know who this is? I'm like, no, Pat Brewer, I'm, oh, hey, Pat, how's it going, you know, good, good, and he offers me a job in Hawaii. Uh, his, That's a once in a lifetime right? job. His, uh, his, the guy that got him the job had moved, moved on, moved back to California. So Pat moved up. There's only two. It's a small thing. Two mechanics too. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, I was only about half mechanic and half groundskeeper and painter and fixer and even, man. even drove a couple tours. You know, when they were really desperate, right? And so, um, and it was great. Um, he, it was Terry and I talked, and it's like uh, the money was. $200 a week. That's what I, my checks were. And I got uh, a place to live and phone. I could use the phone to call home and I could use their rover, the vehicle. So, and that was all great. Um, we just, we talked it over. It's like, we'll never get another opportunity like this. We're so, we're young. We might as well go check it out. So, so we did. And honestly, the, the only negative thing I could kind of say was, uh, you get over there, uh, Terry came in her fifth month of pregnancy and we had, great people all around us and they were they loved on us and and it was fine but we lacked that connection with uh any you know um um like a mentor a family you know um our family couldn't come over there to 
to visit and having your first child. And um, so not only was the people there, and I'm not, they, it wasn't a, necessarily a, a bunch of churchy people either. Uh, the Hawaiians in general are very loving. And uh, um, my wife came in, like I said, her fifth month of pregnancy, not knowing a soul except uh, my friend's wife. And those women in that community put a baby shower together for her a few months, months or two later. With, there was over 20 women there loving on my wife. Right? Mm -hmm. and so I saw that, you know, done and how that was. And then here along come, you know, and I, I wasn't a, a, any part of the decision of bringing Harry to to Sydney, um, but I got to meet him. And it's like I- You helped me move in that very first day. But I mean, when you came out to, to check oh, us yeah. out, right? In uh, July. Mm -hmm. At some point, probably at our men's study, Paul asked me, what'd you think? And I'm like, boy, I got good vibes from that guy. <laughs> I did. I just, I mean, I, I like Yeah, that was like, what, July 25th of 2015, I think right? is when that was? And mm -hmm. I, I told Paul, that for what it's worth, I like him. I, um, hmm. I just felt a connection with Harry to some degree. And then they took the job and came. And then I was, I don't know, if, I'm sure the Lord put it on my heart that here's this young couple you know, far hours away from home, no family or no nothing here, you know, start, and I just thought of how it was when I was kind of in that mm -hmm. boat. And yeah. plus I liked him. And uh, it's always so a I bonus. just tried to be intentional <laughs> about, hey, you, you know, you're working mm -hmm. on vehicles or moving in or uh, eventually help with babysitting. I love your kids like they're my own. And when they, they love you. Brought me. You and Terry. Unbelievable joy mm -hmm. um, and satisfaction. and. Um, so yeah, I just, uh, I tried to share of my resources, my time and my garage or yeah. whatever it might be. So well, I that, think uh, one of the, to make you comfortable, to show you, to, to show you love and let you know you're loved by yeah. not just your family. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. And I tell you that on a semi-regular basis that, that I love you and appreciate Likewise. who you and Terry both are and, and how much you guys really have loved on us. I think for me, one of the sweetest blessings of being loved on is seeing it come full circle where my family has been able to love on you and Terry. Right. Right? Like, and that's, I guess, what we're getting back to and, and, and talking about. Like, you didn't love on us to get love back. Like, you didn't do it to to receive something from us. In fact, you may have gone, there's not much I can give you, right? Like, it's just, you did it sacrificially because um, God called you to do it. And for me, on the other side, one of the sweetest blessings is us being able to love on you and Terry and for my boys to be a source of, of encouragement and love and, and joy that neither one of us could have written that story. Right. Um, no, seriously, the one of the greatest moments in my recent life was must be you know i've watched your kids come into the world and become go from you know a helpless baby to a mm. toddler to a little boy rowdy to and now harry is getting becoming thoughtful mm. you know and i don't just mean you know what i mean He's, you mm -hmm. can see him becoming you know picking up on some of these Very things weird. and being mm -hmm. and being and yeah and, and here i don't know it was, a, it was a few months back and uh, we were i was watching the boys I don't know if it was at my house. It might have been when they spent the night. Anyway, um, sitting there with just Harry for a few moments on the couch talking. He likes to tell you stuff, and mm -hmm. I try to take the time to just talk with him because the others aren't quite there yet. Yeah. And uh, and we're sitting on the couch, and he leans up against me and he says, "I love you, Uncle Dave." <laughs> and I, I could have cried. I, it just. 
But there's that little guy sharing his love with me. Yeah. Like you said, it's come coming. I didn't look oh, for that. Did, and he didn't do that for any personal gain. No. Just, it's just innocent. Pure, innocent mm -hmm. love. And it just is, gosh, it made me feel so good. Mm. Um, I could have cried. I, like I said, I just, um, it's just so awesome. That Children just, can teach us so right? much. Uh, like you said, with no motive. Mm. He was incapable of a motive at that yeah. point. It wasn't about fruit snacks or lifesavers or anything else. Right. It's like that is so genuine mm -hmm. and just so powerful. Yeah. So we've been going through Romans uh, while we've been here this week. And this morning I was re reading uh, some more in Romans and uh, caught this passage. I thought it was something that would fit in well with our topic today. Mm. Um, it's in Romans chapter 13. And I am going to skip a few verses just to, to not drag this out too long. But um so in verse 8, this is once again Romans 13. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. Mm -hmm. And skipping down to 10. Love does no harm to its neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Mm. And do this, understanding the present time. The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber because your salvation our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. So what does it mean to put on the armor of light? The thought that jumped in my mind this morning is that, you know, you, you live your life in such a way that if the light is shining on your daily activities and people can see what you do, mm. You're not ashamed, and in fact, you're you're doing things that are glorifying and and edifying of, of God and 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 also of others. And if that's your paradigm, is loving one another, in doing so, not in darkness, not in manipulation, not in a way to get things back, but in in light, where you have nothing to hide, and it's as pure as you can get in your motivation. Um, that's what God is calling us to do. Yeah. And that is the fulfillment of the law. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, honestly, it's a great point to conclude this episode on. Um, uh, sharing is a, is a simple outcome of love. When we genuinely are seeking to love, just as that scripture was saying, which is fulfilling the law, sharing, giving, being sacrificial, is a is a uh, simple outcome that comes from that. It, it is an inevitability. Um, because light is with love. Love is light, and um, it's hard to share genuinely if we're not already pursuing the light. If we're not already pursuing love, so. And if we, the if you use the woman with the two coins, mm -hmm. um, or the or the the woman with Elijah yep. as somewhat of a barometer for your life, you, you know, like, and just listening to you talk and read the scripture about that. It's like, I, I can't even come close to that. You know what I mean? I, um, and what a worthwhile pursuit, right? Mm -hmm. Right. That, uh, I, I, I can't, I gotta keep going. Yeah. The other thing popping into my head though, when you're talking, uh, and Tesha sings it so well. I've actually been whistling it to myself a lot mm. this week. They shall know us by our love. Mm. That song, right? They should know us by our love. Yeah, that's a good they one. They will know us by our love, mm -hmm. right? And, and uh, that's what mm. we should be trying to do. And if uh, 
letting people come up here and enjoy this and enjoy this house. And mm -hmm. I can't be here all the time. We're not ready to retire and, um, and, it, and it can bless people. And I haven't had anybody yet come up here and then let us know, oh, yeah, oh, yuck, right? It's always- It's not possible. Even Larry or Harry here, he's on the way. He, he confessed to me last year before he got here. You know, I was thinking a cabin in the woods without a lake. What's the point? That's the word That's, you use. Uh, ignorant Minnesota boy on that one, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's all that was, yeah. Right? And then we were here a day or two, and he, he tells me that, yeah, you know, I was thinking this, and without a lake, what's the point? And he's like, there's a point. There's man. a point. Yep. Yes. Right. And he's it's back again this year. Oh, yeah. So. Easy choice. Right. Well, uh, yeah, do you have a closing remark, Ben? Well, I just, just uh, I wanted to. Uh, We've, we've been recognizing Dave today, and I think yep. it's it's Dave only, and Terry. Yeah, mm -hmm. Dave and Terry. And apropos that uh, that uh, we were able to have you in on this podcast because mm -hmm. uh, we, you guys, both you and Terry, really do exemplify uh, the sharing is caring concept in your daily life. Over and so and over and over. we want to you know explicitly recognize you uh, for that and, and thank you for that. Um, in the same token, I've, I've we've been super blessed by Harry's cooking this week. Oh boy! Yeah. And talk about sharing an, an expertise and a talent in a, in a way that uh, that edifies, literally edifies us physically and spiritually. <laughs> and I've had the joy of uh, helping mm. with some of that and learning from Harry a little bit. Uh, I'm not ready to dive off and get my own camp chef, nope. um, but um, smoker and, and do that. But um, you know, it's just fun. It mm -hmm. is straight up fun when you have multiple peeping people sharing at the same time, yeah. bringing their different talents, their different mix of, of resources and, and fun. And, uh, and it's so enriching in general. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's what God is calling us to do and, and live life uh, that way. And I would, I think we're, we're probably going to try to, I guess my thought is we'll go ahead and we'll, uh, we'll splice in a clip of a little walk around of the property and kind of showcase what that'd all you got here. Hope. So yep. yeah, that'd be, be good, but yeah. Thanks again, Dave. You're yeah. very welcome. Thank you. Yeah, it's such a blessing. And, and you're right, just as you're talking, what, what a, a beautiful picture of God's design um, that His people would use the uniqueness that He's given them to build up and bless not only the body, but Him and those that are lost and bring them closer to Him. And uh, yeah, what an amazing, what an amazing message. Sharing is caring. A uh, simple little phrase that we hear growing up all the time. Um, hopefully unpacked it a little bit more for all those listening and watching. Yeah. Um, as always, please like, follow, and most importantly, share. We hope to bring this message of hope and love and joy to as many as we can. Moving onward in our daily walk and upward in our relationship with Christ. That is our hope. And so thank you for joining us for episode eight of season yeah. two, Sharing is Caring, and we'll see you next time.